Welcome, welcome, welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 83. My name is Tom Van Zandt. I'm your host, and with me are my magical and my mental co-hosts, the official lawyer of Not Nation, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Christopher Todd. Well, how the hell are you, Tom? Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year, Tom. We uh, survived 2020. We did. <laughs> we did. You know who else survived 2020? Not a lot of people. Well, that's... <laughs> wow. Like, that's dark. Three members, Jesus. three members of the original cast of Star Wars. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Uh, no, I was going to say our good friend, graphic artist extraordinaire and very special guest of this episode, Mr. Aaron Wood. Hey, hey. Good to be here. Good to survive the COVIDs. How are you? Just one scarf. Oh, I'm hanging in there best you can. You That's know? it. Happy New Year, bud. Happy New Year to you, too. Thank Merry you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays and all that good stuff. Kwanzaa, Festivus. For the rest of us. Hanukkah. Yeah. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. money and we have the man who brings the money. Mr. J. Money. Yo, what up? <laughs> Have you abandoned I Knew You'd Come? I noticed we haven't done that recently. Uh, it's so old that at this point. Okay. All right. You want me to still do it? I can do it. Yeah, for nostalgic's sake. What the hell? This is the first episode of the new year. Why not? Give me a, throw me a bone, Money. Give me it. All right. All right. Step back. Step back, all you losers. Get away. Get away. <laughs> Senior Bo, Christopher Todd, Aaron Wood. I, I knew, knew you'd, you'd come. come. There it is. Excellent. You are so money and you don't even know it. Beautiful, beautiful. D Rock, Derek Mitris. Who? <laughs> okay. Oh. New Year, same old D-Rock not showing up to record. Nah, no thanks. Uh, with his Mr. Hunter and 10% uh, track jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, I just wish he's, he, got, I, he's got his own merch. I just wish he could give us 110% on this podcast just once in a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's like one person that would buy his merch. Yeah. He should at least come on and pimp it. Uh, yeah, he's he's too good. <laughs> yeah, pimping ain't easy. It ain't. Well, speaking of pimping merch, uh, let's go to our guest, Mr. Aaron Wood. What do you have going on that you can tell Not Nation about? What have you been working on? What do you got going? Oh, well, I've got a couple things I've been working on. I reopened my Etsy shop, so I can give you a plug for that. If anyone needs any, you know, post-holiday gifts, I sell posters that you can pick up. Uh, if you'd like to go there, it's... Uh, just One Scarf on Etsy, J-U-S-T-O-N-E-S-C-A-R-F. And I've started a new venture for the new year. Mm. Um, I'm on Instagram currently as Balancing Act Games. And I'm going to be doing 
uh, YouTube channel soon and uh, board game reviews, all sorts of other nerdy stuff. Nothing as far as like entertainment news and stuff like that, but just more like board games, maybe a, a occasional video game on Steam or something like that. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. I was going to say, you, you save your entertainment news takes for this podcast, buddy. Oh, you bet. All right. that, that's, this, is, this is where I come to. Fair enough. To unload. All right. All right. Awesome. Well, that's exciting. We'll be sure to be on the lookout for that. And uh, Mr. Christopher Todd, how's the new year treating you thus far, my friend? How was your holidays? My holidays were very nice. I uh, had the pleasure of spending Christmas back in my primordial ooze, <laughs> back where at home with my parents, back in New York. Uh, very small. Usually we have a big Christmas is really our big family get together, but obviously with COVID that didn't happen this year. So it was just my parents and my brother this year and new year's like I'm sure a lot of not nation. I spent it parked squarely on the couch. Mm. No going out for new year's this year. Although I don't go out for new year's anymore. It's, new year's is kind of a little bit of amateur hour when you get a little older. It's just true. Yeah. Not the fun it used to be when I was a kid. Right. Some of my buddies and I, we used to have some epic New Year's where we were in our early 20s. You know, after college, we'd leave it up to one person to organize a trip. Um, we went to Boston one year. A buddy of mine in Albany, that one, had to take a whole podcast to tell that story. <laughs> but what turned out to be a, a, a night that looked like had disaster written all over it ended up being one of the most fun nights or one of the most memorable New Year's about a dozen of us ever spent. And I'd probably get in trouble if I told stories about that. <laughs> but yeah, but now that I'm not in my 20s anymore, <laughs> it's just, I, I can't remember the last time I've actually gone out or really done anything for New Year's. Well, I typically work on New Year's Eve. I usually, I'm usually DJing at a bar or a party or something, but obviously because of all the restrictions with the pandemic... That was not happening this year, so I spent New Year's with the fam, and we made up our own little New Year's Eve feast, because, damn it, we were going to enjoy ourselves regardless, and COVID be damned, we had our bacon and gallop and uh, shrimp cocktail, and the wife made, well, she made all kinds of shit, actually. It was, we, we were spoiled. She made homemade fudge. Oh, my God. Ooh, really? Oh, man, is it, it's fantastic. I told her she should quit school for psychology and go to culinary school and become a fucking baker. Man, she missed her calling. But uh, I still want that uh, chili from the time I went over Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, her chili's awesome. Mm-hmm, with yeah. the cornbread. Yeah, that girl, can, that girl can cook, man. She can cook. That was great. There's a reason I married her. So, yeah, we had a nice, intimate time at home and then we <laughs> my morbid curiosity took over and i had to watch the Times square new year's eve festivities on tv and boy if that wasn't the most depressing anticlimactic shit i've ever seen i don't know what is which one did you want i kind of flipped around but the one i mostly watched was the carson daly one because he just looked devoid of all joy like <laughs> it was just yeah it was painful. Which one was, which one was that? That was the NBC one. Oh, okay. I watched the Anderson Cooper one on CNN. On CNN? Yeah. yeah. The only uh, worthy part of that was when Andy interviewed Snoop Dogg. 
<laughs> and asked him about all the different places he got high, and he admitted to getting high at the White House with Obama. That was pretty outstanding. That was the one I watched. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Ryan Seacrest did his Dick Clark New Year's Rockin' Eve bullshit. But, yeah, it was just depressing, man. There was literally no one. The only people allowed in Times Square were the first responders. They had, like, a bunch of, like, first responders all socially distanced in little cubbies on the street. What the fuck do you need first responders if there's nobody there to respond to? No, no, no. You don't understand. They were the ones allowed to be there to celebrate. Like, all the hospital workers and 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 people who were first responders throughout the pandemic, they were allowed to actually be down on the street during the Times Square ball drop. Okay. So they were there in their goofy hats and their stupid costumes and gimmicks, and it was fucking depressing. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a good thing. We should have been allowed to be there. We would have been a lot more fun. Of course. Of course we would. I definitely How much be... fun have I had in Times Square in my life? Right. Oh, God. <laughs> and it wasn't even New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> no. How many... <laughs> we can't even talk about some of those incidents uh, in no. Times Square. <laughs> Please. Like Derek's bachelor party. Uh, hello? Uh, yeah. No. No, we won't... <laughs> we won't talk about that. I'm going on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been good. Oh, my God. That's a whole different podcast. That's a podcast we would record and then probably never be able to air. The apartment was great, wasn't it? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, I'm still friends with that girl on Facebook. Larissa? Yeah. Was that her name? Yeah. Larissa? Good memory. I think I'm still friends with her, too. <laughs> Man, she had big boobs. All right, then. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that, Jay Money. I was uh, happily with my... Well, I wasn't married then, but I was definitely with my wife. So You still got eyes, motherfucker. It's true. I do. I have two, actually. And they usually get me into a lot of trouble. So we're going to change the subject right now. Uh, yeah, so the Rockin' Eve was not so rockin'. And everybody was fucking lip-syncing. It was just really depressing. It was sad. Yeah, I think the Goo Goo Dolls are the only ones that sang that actually sang yeah sounded like yeah and actually sounded like themselves right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i don't know it was a very surreal new year's eve we made the best of it we definitely ate well and we drank well i had my patron tequila and the wife and i made some frozen margaritas so we were feeling no pain Mm. but you know there's only so much crazy you can get with that when you got three young kids you know you still got to be a responsible parent even when you're drinking. So. Yeah. How about you, Money? How'd you spend New Year's? I didn't really do anything. I just stayed home. Okay. Yeah. It's a weird time of the year because um, even though it's crazy busy at work, I have extra days off because of the holiday. Right. And then I called out sick you have, a couple You have of days. more days off than you really deserve, in my opinion, because of the holiday. Mm. But that's another nope. story. Okay. Here we go. Day after Thanksgiving. And I actually called out a couple extra days because we had a uh, case of the you-know-what at work. I'm not going to say because oh. they'll probably fire me. Oh, man. So Someone had a case of the runs, huh? That's awful. Yeah, case of the runs. So I called out uh, two days. So I would, too. Um, yeah, I called out. And it's like I said, when I was at work, it was crazy busy. 
and um, you know what? Just fuck that place in general. <laughs> uh, well, we'll definitely. <laughs> It, it shall definitely remain nameless now because yeah, <laughs> that, would, so that would definitely get you fired. We don't want that to happen. Yeah, I'm just so I'm so sick of the place in general. Right. But, uh, as far so, as is the holiday, uh, yeah, Christmas is great. You know, I believe uh, a week or a week or two before New Year's, you treated uh, twenty lucky members of Not Nation to a very special Not Nation Christmas screening of. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Why don't you tell us all about that? We've been waiting with bated breath to hear about that. Yeah, well, for Christmas, I had a special private screening for Not Nation at the Hampshire Mall in Hadley, Massachusetts, USA, Earth, Milky Way. And we watched Christmas Vacation. And I had to deal with the people that work there and setting it up. So I would like Chris Todd to explain his experience because he was just there as a fan. All right. Well, and a co-host. Yeah, I guess. I mean, give him, give him, (laughs) he, he has a little more clout than being a fan, right? Uh, He's actually like a a contributing, regular contributing member of the podcast. Unlike D rock. Not for the party though. I did all the work. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Pat pat myself on the back. Well, I mean, that was your brainchild. That was your, that was was, all you, you know? Go ahead, Chris. Chris. Tell, tell us about it. Okay. Well, first off, thank you again, Money, for putting that together because he did do all the work. All I had to do was show up and uh, sit on the group text between him and Lily trying to figure out how many people were going, which <laughs> the thing I got a kick out of was they ended up with a, with a spreadsheet with everybody's name on it. It was Lily's. Yeah, Lily puts a spreadsheet together, has everybody's name on it, but it's all by nicknames, except for me. <laughs> I'm the only one who apparently everybody has to call by my first and last name. Christopher Todd, yeah, of course. Who's Christopher Todd? Which, it's funny because it didn't even fit in the block on the spreadsheet. It was like Christopher T-O-D. So, <laughs> that was that cracked me up a little bit. Todd with one D? Yeah. Yeah. I think I got cut off there, maybe at the T, but it was still kind of funny. Did I just want to know one thing. Did Dr. Bill end up making the cut? Because I remember there was some controversy that you might have overbooked and invited too many people, and you were going to leave Dr. Bill out in the cold eating his jujubes in a snowbank if uh, there were he too made, many people. He made the cut. All right, excellent. That's good. So so we got we all got together at the uh, Cinemark Theater, Hampshire Mall. Is that Hadley? That Hadley, Mass. Hadley, Massachusetts, Hadley, Massachusetts, USA, Earth. USA. Milky Milky way. Way. That's right. I got it eventually. But the nicest thing, I mean, who hasn't seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 20, 30, 40 times in their life? I, Me, because I, I, I don't like it. Oh, man. <laughs> Shitter's full. How do you not like that? I and and one thing that I think actually Lily said to me is, I think there's parts in the theatrical release that get cut out, edited out for TV. So it was kind of nice to see those back in the movie. There were definitely parts that I can't didn't remember quite as well as I I had from all the all the times I've seen it before, um, especially you know all the rigmarole around him putting the lights up and all that. And there's a big scene in the beginning with uh, with Clark trying to outrun a basically a dilapidated old pickup truck on their way to. Oh my go god, get, I go love get, that part when he pulls underneath oh, the fucking logging truck. Oh yeah, God. 
I think that gets cut out on TV a lot, though. <laughs> Edited funny. for time. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, I mean, there's not much to say about the movie. There were previews, which kind of surprised me, mm. for new movies. I think it would have been funny if they would have put the previews from 1988 or 89 on. Yeah, the that original previews. <laughs> but, um, no, we uh, we got there. But the nicest thing was there was a lot of Not Nation there that I got to meet that I've only ever heard on uh, heard as guests or occasional uh, guest hosts in the podcast or only know from Facebook or frankly, through stories. I'd, ne- I'd never met Danny Abbott and then one, you know, not, not nation one. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're, we're ranked. I, I, I decided that people get to be ranked from now on. Oh no, yeah. I He's never number met one, before. number he one, number one. Nice. The proper designation is number one, not head. Ah, NH one. Yeah. So he's an H one who else? Uh, and I'm, and whoever's listening, I don't mean to leave anyone out, but obviously Dr. Bill was there. Sarah, the flower lady, flower lady. Yep. She and came with one, her daughter. Uh, yep. And, and Eric, and Eric, Eric Schiffy came. Who's telling the story? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on mute. No, you're not. You're go not. to the, go to the freezer. No. Uh, yeah, he's right. Sarah, the flower lady and H one FLD flower lady division. Who uh, obviously? The uh, yapper. Oh, the yapper was there. The yapper came with his son. Perfect. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, We're, no, Deli John though. That's some bullshit. No, unfortunately, his mother won't let him go. I'm sorry. What did you say? His mother yeah. won't let him go. Yeah, yeah. Is Del is Deli John a teenage boy? Uh, no, he's uh in like his. Late forties, I think. Uh, okay, so explain to me the reason one more time. His mother won't let him go. Hmm. Hmm. So. Hmm. Hmm. Um. My yeah. sister, my sister came with her uh, husband yeah. and my niece Piper. Yeah, it was nice to meet meet them as well. To know that there's there's the extended money family out there. Superstar TikTok star Piper. That's right. Hmm. Who's maintaining the Not Nation, Not Podcast One TikTok account? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Piper. And, and Doctor Bill did show up. I was surprised at that one. Why there was some rumor that he wouldn't? I just didn't think he would leave uh, Drainfield. I just didn't think he would go anywhere. <laughs> he thought he'd be. Hunkered down in Turner's Falls, USA. Yeah, North Turner's Way. Falls, wherever the hell he lives. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was, it how was, was it? um, it was fucking fantastic. Really, like Tom, it Good. was great. Not to be cliche, but a good time was had by all. Yeah, right. it was, it was awesome. I wish you would have there, would have been there, Tom. Me too, dude. Me yeah, too. we all had. But a you know what? Time. Hey, you know what? My mom wouldn't let me go either. Oh, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my excuse, but, too. I'm using that one. But you know what the nice thing about it is, more than anything else, not just being amongst friends and, you know, in the holidays and having a good movie to watch, regardless of what Aaron Wood says. <laughs> it, it was just that we had the whole theater to ourselves. That's pretty cool. So, so what'd you do? So, like, sit, like, every third seat? Was, you, you didn't sit next to each other, did you? No, I sat with my uh, my sister, brother-in-law, and Piper, and uh, Chris Todd sat with Lily. Okay. I think everybody else just kind of sat 
yeah, si- people uh, spread- you know, separately apart. Well, I was going to say, did they spread out or, or was this- Yeah, oh, yeah, we definitely spread out. Yeah. <laughs> or, would you, or is this what you would call a super spreader event? No. <laughs> <laughs> there was lots of man spreading going on. Oh, boy. That's mm. <laughs> You know, you can feel free to stretch out because, yeah, it was... It, we were all throughout the whole the whole theater. We it's not like they said you couldn't sit in these in these seats and they didn't have assigned seats, but you're you're not worried about anybody else coming in and sitting down. They and did they did they seats. have the concession stand open for you guys? Oh my they god, did. dude. Large popcorn was six bucks. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cheaper than, than West Springfield. The only knock on it, I forgot that they only take debit cards or credit cards. So I stopped at the ATM. I was like, and they get up there with like no cash. Oh, like, huh. well, that was kind of pointless. I would have been here five minutes sooner if I didn't stop at the ATM. That's so but, weird. Uh, They're not handling cash. Nope. You can only only pay things for things with a card. Huh. Mm. A lot of well, places are like that now. Wow. Lots yeah. of plexiglass. Lots mm-hmm. of plexiglass in between you. Yep. All our self checkouts at work are card only. Huh. And I don't know if you've been to a Walgreens lately, but at a Walgreens, even if you pay cash, they give you your change in a gift card. Wow. Mm. Really? Yeah, there's no cash out there. There's no change. Huh. Wait a second. The Walgreens next to my house, I just bought some stuff in cash, and they gave me change and change. It depends. Every place is different. Some places got hit harder than others, so. It's wild. <laughs> But yeah, so it was a wonderful party for the third time. Thank you again, Money. It was so much. There were gifts exchanged. Money brought gifts for people. Wow. What were those? Yeah, yeah. Explain the gifts, Chris. Fucking Money money claws over here. It was like a a five by seven plaque with the Not Another Nerdy Podcast logo on it. Nice. Mm -hmm. I gave him all the wood. It was like a wood plaque that I gave everybody. Ah. That's cool. I, I, my office I right hope now. you save one for Mark Mastel since he designed that logo for us. Everybody's got a little piece of Van Zant in them. I've got a couple extra. All right, save one for Mark. He he would want All one right. of those. All right, cool. Oh, that sounds cool. Nice. Good job, money. Yeah. So is this a new annual thing now? We're going to have an annual Christmas private theater viewing of something, some movie? Well, if the movie theaters do it, yeah, hell down. Why not? Okay, you cool. Know? All right. Well, I'll plan on being a part of next year's then, because that does sound like a good time. I'm sorry I missed it. Everyone damn you, you damn Tom. you, Mom, for not letting me go. <laughs> That's right. We uh, missed uh, Deli John. I would have missed him, too. I would have been very disappointed if I went and he was not there. I will give Deli John a shout-out, though. He did send me a, a nice Christmas card with an Amazon gift card. Nice. Mm. Well, that was very nice of him. All right. Well, that's all the news that fits. <laughs> <laughs> At least for okay. uh, closing out 2020. Now, why don't we jump into some nerd news? Uh, why don't we get the bad news out of the way first, Christopher Todd? You're always the bearer of bad news. Why don't you bear some bad news and get that right out the gate out of the way? Hey. You, you sound like you're in a tunnel. <laughs> no, we have to discuss who died since the last time we recorded. You still sound you still sound like you're in a now you sound like you're in a you sound like you're in a you're you're in like a shoebox. 
Maybe. Uh, Tom, it sounds fine when you're really. The last episode you said that, it sounded fine. You so, know, no, trust no, me. No, don't worry. I heard it too, man. It sounded like you started talking like a thousand miles away. It's, at the end of a hallway. You know what it sounded like? It sounded like you fell down the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> That's what eaten. it fucking you, you got eaten by the Sarlacc. It's what it fucking and he sounded like. You up. <laughs> now you. Oh, so- I am. All right. I am pretty indigestible. Do I sound better now? Now you're, you're fine. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now. Take it from the top. All right. Well, unfortunately, we always have to discuss who of note died since our last episode. Even though we're in 2021, 2020 was pretty unkind to the ranks of celebrities, especially Star Wars celebrities. But we had two notable deaths. One, Jeremy Bullock, who all fans of Star Wars will know, played Boba Fett in the original trilogy in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And I believe the holidays, the holiday special. Mm-hmm. Well, that well, was that sure was an, that was animated. So I don't know. Was that his voice in that? I don't know. I don't know. But he did play Boba Fett in the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. He passed away. A couple of weeks ago, unfortunately, yet another death in the ranks of Star Wars alumni. Um, if you're keeping track at home from the original Star Wars, that pretty much leaves us with Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and um, Anthony Daniels as being the last men standing from that cast, at least of the major actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, we lost Peter... Uh, Mayhew. I want to say Peter Sellers, but that's Peter not Mayhew. right. Peter Mayhew. Um, Mayhew, Peter um, Cushing, Alec Guinness died long ago. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Baker's passed. Carrie Fisher, God rest her soul. Yeah, Star Wars actors are just dying. We just David lost Prowse. David Prowse. David Prowse yeah. Died. Just lost our, David yeah, we Prowse. talked about him the last time. But oh, unfortunately, yeah. uh, rest in peace, Jeremy Bullock. Uh, Great man. Even very nice even man. Voice has been edited out in favor of Tamara Morrison's. Well, they gotta. It's continuity, you know. They gotta be. They yeah. gotta because, as we'll get into it, Boba Fett. It, ironically, Boba Fett died, but Boba Fett also returned. Ironically, but we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, I, I had the pleasure of meeting Jeremy Bullock at one of the Wizard World conventions. Uh, you remember that, Aaron? I'm pretty sure it was one of the ones you, you I were I think at. so, yeah. I do remember that. Remember, it was the tale of two Boba Fetts, the young actor who played young Boba Fett in the prequels, yes. and also Jeremy Bullock were there, and I had to get a picture with both of them, and, you know, mm-hmm. the circle was complete, as they say. And he it could, was a great time. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. What a great guy. I didn't meet him, but I did see him at a panel when I went to Star Wars Celebration back in 2002, right before Episode 2 came out mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. Didn't meet him personally, but I was sitting five rows away from him. So Nice guy, man. I'm telling you, he, I got a signed See, picture, Boba Fett picture from him. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Got a pic- nice picture with him. I'll try to dig it out. I, I have it. Somewhere I have it. I'll try to dig that out. That'd be a fun. Yeah, see if you can find that. That'd be good. That'd be a fun picture to put up me and him and and uh, me and the young actor. I feel bad. I can't think of that actor's name. The young Boba Fett kid. But um, mm. yeah, I forgot his name too. <laughs> ask me. Ask me twenty years ago. I could have told you. Right. Exactly. So. And uh, we had one other death notable to speak of, which I don't know how much this affects all of you, but. Don Wells passed away. Oh, that the name doesn't sound familiar. Marianne. That's from, right. From Gilligan's Island, which mm. I don't know about you guys, but I watched 
I used to watch Gilligan's Island after school when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And God, I love me some Marianne. Yep, I was always a Marianne. You were either a Marianne or a Ginger guy, and I was always yeah, a Marianne guy. Yeah, that's what they said. She was that girl next door. She was, and she was great. Even though I do have a thing for redheads, but don't. But still a Marianne guy. Mm-hmm. Marianne's like the kind of girl who would probably let you put it in her ass. Ginger seems a little too high maintenance for that kind of a thing. Ooh, I like how you just slid that in there. <laughs> Uh, keeping it classy. <laughs> you you know that this is an adult podcast, right, Aaron? This is explicit. What? Yes. Don't don't they tell never. the kid. Don't tell the kids to listen. <laughs> I'm just being Family honest. Family friendly. There. I'm oh, just look. Friendly. I'm just Marianne's being honest. Marion's got that farm girl thing going. That's you know she's... right. She's not afraid to roll around in the hay, if you know what I mean. Oh. No, I mean she was stuck in an island for all those years with. Well, who's left? I don't think. I think the professor might be the only person left from the Gilligan's Island cast. Did he Probably. just die? I thought he just died. I, I know, know all the rest have. He's the only one I'm not sure of. I remember, Christ, I can't remember her name, but the actress who played Ginger, she died. Died not too long ago. Obviously, Mr. and Mrs. Howell. They were old when that thing was filmed in the '60s, so yeah. they dead for years. The skipper, Alan Hale, he died a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the professor's the only one I'm not sure if he's... Boy, he's just living all by himself on the island, trying to tune in those coconut radios. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe he found a way to keep Marianne's corpse animated oh, for a few more right. weeks. All right. All right. <laughs> now it's turned... <laughs> it's turned rather dark. It's gone down a path we didn't need to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there. <sighs> well, Ginger's too skinny to keep keep going for that long she would have just uh the worst anyways she would have just down into a mummy into nothing okay and we're not even going to talk about mrs howell oh no that that highway was a dirt road long before she died oh jesus christ (laughs) you speak ill of the dead shame on you (laughs) Anyway, well, come on. Rest... Gilligan's Island was a family show, but we know that there had to be a little something going on. Of course. You're not trapped on an island for that long and just, you know. Oh, I know. The, 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 a warmed up coconut. The skipper was often referring to Gilligan as little buddy in a very affectionate way. We all mm-hmm. knew what he meant when he said, hey, little buddy. You know, <laughs> there was something going on. But well. You remember what Winston Churchill said? Don't tell me about naval tradition. It's nothing but rum, sodomy, and the lash. There you go. And on that note. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So rest in peace, Jeremy Bullock. Rest in peace, Don Wells. And uh, yeah, New Year. So hopefully no one will die. You know, but probably we'll have another death, notable death to talk about in the next episode. That's just the way. did have a wrestler that died. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, Money. Yeah, definitely talk about that. That's awful. Yeah, Brody Lee, young, uh, known in the WWE as uh, Luke Harper. Young, young, mm-hmm. young, young. Yeah, 41. It's awful. Uh, With, Jesus. Uh, two young boys and a wife, and he died because of uh, non-COVID-related uh, lung issues. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So this one hurt home to me a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a trip. We're losing a lot of wrestlers lately in the last year or two, haven't we? Oh my god, dude. It's it's 
such a tough profession. Yeah. yeah. Don't let people tell you it's fake, it's scripted. We know that. But yeah. just the lifestyle just takes it's a toll. Not, well, yeah, it takes a toll. Yeah. So Brody Lee, uh, Luke Harper, RIP. And um, yeah, that's that was that. So, that's terrible. Kamala died a couple weeks ago, right? Kamala Harris, the vice president? <laughs> no, the, the wrestler, the, the retired wrestler. Oh, yeah, he died a long time ago, like a year ago. Was it that long ago? I thought it was fairly really It was long. probably about a year ago, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that was awesome. Kamala, Kamala Harris, she hasn't died yet. No, no, she's she's quite alive as far as we know. Our future president. Don't speak yeah, ill. Don't yeah, actually, yeah. Don't speak ill of her. No, I'm. you're right. Yeah. She is. She's going to win next time. No, I mean she's she's gonna she's gonna be replacing Biden shortly. Trust me. <laughs> oh, Biden Biden is Biden is not long for this office, and anyone who thinks Joe. he is 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 fucking kidding themselves. Yeah, yeah, I agree with Tom. Thank you. She's gonna be the president. Yep. There's your first lady president. So, anyways, not to get anyway. political, let's move on. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? You want to uh, you want to give us a quick. Social media plug, J Money, before we get Not into the podcast one on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Money on his TikTok. Facebook, you said. What else? I said Facebook. I said Instagram. I Twitter. said Twitter. Everything right. at Not Podcast One. All and right. don't forget TikTok. You love TikTok, y'all. I forgot. What was that about TikTok? <laughs> y'all. Y'all. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I uh, on the Not Podcast One Christmas party, I wore my uh, y'all sweatshirt. Did you guys do any TikToks while you were there? You said you were going to. Um, yeah, Piper and Lily did. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they so, were great. I didn't see them because I don't have that. I don't know anything about it, but I trust that know. they they did well. They did well. Yeah. Good. And I had my ninety dollars sweatshirt on. Jesus. You paid ninety dollars for that sweatshirt. Was hand dipped by Edison Ray herself. Oh my God! What does that mean? Hand dipped? Uh, a hand tie dye. Huh. I would have paid ninety dollars if it came with a hand job from Edison Ray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would. Uh, he'd have paid double. Holy shit! You paid ninety dollars for a fucking sweatshirt. What a shipping! <laughs> I hope it's warm. It's a limited edition and. She hand dipped it for me. Oh my goodness! Did she dip it in myrrh? I don't know. <laughs> myrrh. I don't know she what dip, that is. Dipped it in frankincense. No. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Jesus Christ, money. Uh, she hand dipped it for me. Oh my god! Uh, yes, yeah, supposedly. She didn't do shit. One of the people she hired. Exactly. <laughs> she had some, like some her, like five year old kid in China. One of her one, one of her TikTok groupies did it for her. Are you kidding me? I I know. I'm not kidding. I know. It's yeah. true. You could have made the goddamn thing yourself for twenty five bucks and told everyone that she right. dipped it in friggin' juices or whatever the fuck she dipped it in. <laughs> her own her own discharge. All right, know. all right, easy. Oh, no. easy. I know. What can I say? What oh, do you want me to say? Uh, Tom knows. We need to have a, a TikTok intervention with you. He loves no. that. He loves this that is girl. Get, 
bet. Just getting too much money. I'm a, I'm a little concerned for you. Hey, I think they, you're regressing. He's the man who brings the money. He can afford it. Leave him alone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. I'm so obsessed that I. What do you want me to say? That's uh, all you can say. And uh, yeah, there's nothing else I can say. You know. Well, thank you for that. Thank you, money, for that uh, bit of information. And <laughs> not nation, go check out all our social media and like us on the Facebook and interact more. I, there's not enough interaction on that Facebook page. I hate it. Give me a break. Come on, people. I want some more interaction. Yeah, we post some good stuff on there. We do post some good stuff. A lot of our shit gets shared by many, many people, but no one ever wants to like share things back. Like I'd love people to start posting their own memes and stuff. I'd, I want, I want more of that. Mm. You know, I want more uh, Edison Ray memes. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the Mandalorian season two. It ended a couple weeks ago on Disney Plus. We got. To see all eight episodes of season two, and it, as all you all probably remember, we had Mr. Aaron Wood on a few episodes ago when we did our season one recap and review, so I thought mm-hmm. it was only appropriate that talking about the rest of the season, specifically the last couple of ec- episodes, we'll really dive into those, but we needed to have Aaron back on and get his overall take on Mandalorian season two. So Aaron Wood, mm-hmm. how, how did you feel? I know season one was kind of a letdown for you. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'd give it maybe a two and a half, three out of five total. How did season two sit with you? Well, I sat down, I did some research. I ranked every episode one to five again. And I got three and three quarters but i'm bumping that up to a four just because this season had so many great moments in it look at that jay money are you surprised jay's gone yeah (laughs) are you Um, are you surprised aaron wood gave it a four out of five i mean that for for him the master contrarian that's pretty impressive that's pretty great i mean you know what i give it so Five out of five all day? Uh, Ten out of five. That's it. Ten out of five. (laughs) My favorite thing ever. Above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was only one episode in the whole season that I gave anything less than a three. Oh, I got to know which one that is. What what episode was that? (laughs) Oh, can we all guess? Yeah, yeah. I I want you guys to guess. So so we'll start with you, Christopher. What what, what do you think? Frog Lady episode. Uh, So, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Tom? I will say, hmm, mm, trying to think what episode was a filler. I guess the fro- uh, the frog there, there lady. Were okay, uh, Jay, got anything? I would say the same. The frog lady episode. Uh, yes, but not because of frog lady, because of spiders. Oh, you didn't <laughs> like the ice spiders. Yeah. So episode two got a two from me, just because. I think when you go back and look at it overall, there were a lot of threads in it that kind of went into other episodes or little things here and there. But overall, I, uh, it really creeped me the fuck out. So it, it <laughs> gave me a two. I mean, probably got a three overall, but yeah, down to a two because of spiders. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Chris Todd, yeah. what was your feeling about the overall season two of The Mandalorian? 
If we're doing it on a one to five, I'll give it a solid four and a half. All right. A lot like you and our last time we talked about it, I have some nitpicky things, which we'll get into, but nothing that took away from the overall experience. Just a couple of things that left me asking questions that I didn't want to be asking at the end. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, see, I questions, but they're plot questions that are going to be obviously go on into the next season. But there's just questions about certain things that happened that I was kind of like, why? Why? Now, I'm I'm going the exact opposite way. I'm giving it a four and it's it's damn near perfect, but it's not quite perfect. So I can't give it a five out of five, but it's going to be. A four and three quarters, four point seven five out of five for me. Because... Oh come on, Tom! That last episode, that okay. was the best thing you've yeah. ever seen. Well, that was awesome. That was okay. awesome. Okay, but there was still, like he said, I had some nitpicky things. But I will say that they answered enough of my questions from season one. There yeah. were a lot of questions answered during this yeah. season, so I got to give mm-hmm. them extra points for that. So yeah, I mean, all right, yeah, you know what. If I think about what happened at the end of the last episode, I got to give it a five out of five, don't I? Come on, Tom. That wasn't the best Star Wars we've ever had. No, Ever had? Ever. ever, It even beats Star Wars. It beats all Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. That was the best Star Star Wars Wars we've ever had. Well, if, if the other Star Wars didn't exist, that moment wouldn't have meant anything to you. So I can't say it's the best thing ever. I'll say it's really? the, I'll say it's the best thing that I've seen in the last 15 20 years. So what was better? Empire? Yeah, I love Empire. Of yeah. course. Of okay. course. But is it Empire the Star Wars also? It is. <laughs> so is it better than the Star Wars? Uh, no. <laughs> Has it become the Star Wars? Yes. <laughs> All the other Star Wars doesn't count. This is the Star Wars now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Whew. Getting right. a little weird I, and existential there. But yeah, now I understand. It's it's the Star Wars. I think we can all agree the weakest link in all of the episodes was episode two, the Frog Lady episode where he fucked up the Razor Crest. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was definitely probably the worst I, well, you can't say worst. None of them are bad, but it was. Oh no, they're all good. Yeah, it was. It was the weakest link out of all eight episodes from season two. You, you could have lifted that episode out completely, and it would have would have had no effect on the entire season. Yeah, that and the uh, an episode four where uh, Cardoon and uh, what's his name come back was kind of a little bit of a filler episode for me too. No, yes, and no. Yeah, well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, but it did. Well, first of all, it set up Cara Dune's spinoff series that's going to be coming out. I don't need that garbage. No, you you bite your Marshals of the Great Galactic New Republic. Marshals of the New Republic. You you bite your tongue. Gina Carano is my fucking girlfriend. You need to watch your mouth. You watch your damn dirty mouth, Aaron Wood. You're a guest on that show. It's got to have Baby Yoda on it. No, no, no. I will watch anything Gina Carano does. You just stop. She's your Addison Ray. Oh, she's the best. I am a Cara Dune guy. And uh, <laughs> that set up her spinoff series. And Plus, someone had to fix the Razor Crest because it was in bad shape. So, oh, that's uh, true. And, what, you uh, couldn't have Amy Sedaris fix it? No, she's, God. She's, 
She, <laughs> I had enough of her in this season. Please. Uh, Good Lord. What was wrong with her? She's oh. a great actress. I love Amy Sedaris. She's she's got great comedic chops, but just a terrible she character. was just not a fit for this series. Yeah. I understand that they wanted to throw a little bit of comedy in here and there, but it was just it was too much. You know too what? Much. She'd probably be easier to take if she was an alien and not a human with that god awful perm. She looked like a, a dime store Ripley. Yeah, she looked terrible. Yeah, it was. You're not right a good though. Look. If she played it like an alien, yeah, like a, voice, like, like a like a like a wacky kind of yeah, thing. wacky yeah. alien. In fact, if she was the frog lady with that voice talking, she'd oh. be she would have been fucking hilarious. That would have been great. I can hear the sarcasm. Yeah, I, I like that frog lady didn't talk, but if she were to talk, Amy Sedaris, perfect. right? Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, all right. Well, let's let's fly along here. Uh, let's okay. re- let's talk about the episodes that truly matter. And uh, I know Chris Todd's going to want to talk about this one in particular. How about the return of a certain bounty hunter, Christopher Todd, when the Mandalorian took young Grogu to the planet to sit on the rock and reach out to the Jedi through the Force? I believe the episode title was "The Tragedy." What did you think? Yeah. What did you think of episode, I think it was at episode six? What did you think yes. of episode six, the tragedy, the return of someone you've been waiting to see again? And I think we all have. What did you think of that? I thought it was awesome, especially, and they're good at doing this, giving you that moment of you know, you, you kind of know what's coming and letting it build up. And the first time you saw Slave One, you're just like, oh boy, here, here we he go. is. He's back. <laughs> You know, he kind of turned into Lenny from the old cartoons. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's Boba Fett. <laughs> no, you see Slave 1 come in, you're like, no way there's two of those. That's right. <laughs> slave 2. Well, in the books, I think it's Slave 2, but anyway. Yeah, Slave 2 is a different type of ship completely. Yeah, that's uh, true. But you know they're not going to just have a ship that looks like Slave 1 pop in, and then all of a sudden it be not. Oh, we just happened to use the same ship. Right. It's like they're not, they're sudden, not gonna F- give an F <laughs> slave, fans sl- like Slave One shows up and it's Cobb Vanth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he he had it first he had Boba's armor, now he's got Boba's ship. What's he doing? <laughs> but he uh but I thought that was that was great. I don't know why he needs to wear a skirt now, but hey, it's it's twenty twenty one. Well he was on Tatooine, so I mean I he, he had a cloak. Well, it was kind of funny because he shows up without the armor. And then he runs into the ship and comes out with it on. And as soon as you see Boba Fett in the armor, that's just that moment of you just you nothing just, else you matters. Just, yeah. You, you get a step rubbery one. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Like, oh boy, it's Boba Fett. It, it was definitely They're, it was a fan it was a fanboy geek gasm moment, no doubt. And he and he yeah. kicked some ass, even though he's clearly getting up there. In well, it was pretty awesome that he was kicking ass outside of the armor first with the gaffy stick. I mean, he fucked up those stormtroopers, fucked them up. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, brutal ultra violence going on with the uh, which, smashing of the helmets and stuff. Which just goes to bring something we can discuss here very briefly. What is the fucking point of stormtrooper armor? It does nothing. No, apparently not. Agree. It, it doesn't stop any blaster bolts. It doesn't stop any any physical damage. It's useless. It just looks cool, you know. It gives you something. That- it's bright white. It gives you something to aim at. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Unless you're in a snowstorm, and then yeah, yeah you got some cover. Yeah, it works on Hoth. That's about it. 
I like how later on they've started to add in tan stormtrooper yeah. armor because yeah. it's like, oh yeah, they can't be that stupid that they're going to put them on desert planets and forested planets in bright white armor. <laughs> One thing that was cool, Robert Rodriguez directed that episode and he said that he wanted Boba Fett to be the barbarian to the to uh, Mando's gunslinger. So that's mm. why he was like wielding the gaffy stick, bashing heads and shit. He wanted him to be like that brutal barbarian because, mm. you know, Din Jaren is the gunslinger and he didn't want to have two gunslinger types. So he gave Boba that mandal that barbarian brute uh, raw it was it was amazing. It was crazy. I mean, we saw him do more in that one scene than he did in all the movies. You, know I mean? uh, uh, you guys might be a little myth with me, but this is the only other episode that I thought was filler for me. Really? Yeah. The Return of Boba filler Fett was the, filler? Yeah, in, no, 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 no. Hear me out here. In the sense that it was kind of like, okay, we got to do something with Grogu, Grogu here. And uh, we have to have him contact the Jedi with a mystical force beam. And then it's just like, oh, hey, here's Boba Fett. You know, it's like it it seemed a little bit too forced for me. It wasn't like you got Boba Fett kind of showing up and like doing that towards the camera look there in, in huh. the first episode. Then you waited till episode six and then you knew he was coming. And the way that they kind of shoehorned him in felt a little bit too fillery to me. Plus the fact that they threw like sixty-seven stormtroopers against these guys, and not one one time did anybody connect with anything from an e-web blaster to blasters to anything. It was a little bit unbelievable to me. No, that's uh, not. Stormtroopers uh, can't hear the broadside of a barn, man. They're, they're yeah, terrible start shots. Off with that. So, uh, but it was nice to see him back, and I, I, it was good to see Tamora Morrison get back on the screen so and it was nice seeing ming na wen return too now we know who saved her on the desert when, when we saw the remember we said the figure that approached her body on the tatooine ground mm-hmm. i said it was boba fett and i was correct and yeah. He, right. yeah and he <laughs> saved her ass yeah he saved her from agents of shield that's it <laughs> she was great in that show you bite your tongue i just finished it uh last month it was good yeah it was good it was, it was, good. A, it was an appropriate ending yeah, it was. Agreed. Who was she? Uh, Agent she May. She was uh, Agent May. The Cavalry. That's what they called her. She was awesome. Phil, ultimately, Phil Coulson's love interest. That's it. And yep. See, Aaron, I got to disagree with you. It wasn't filtered. Everything in that episode sets up what was going to happen for the rest of the season. True. It was, yeah. it was just like an, the idiotic, let's go on a side quest to take Frog Lady and her eggs to her husband before Grogu makes an omelet out of him. Mm. It was Ahsoka Tano who never actually became a Jedi. Remember she wasn't. No, no, no. She she really didn't have any way of contacting any Jedi, which is kind of one of the nitpicky things I have about this whole season. But anyways, and we'll get into that later, but she tells the Mandalorian what to do, where to take Grogu so he can, which was apparently that was the planet where the Jedi are from. That's their origin. Mm. That's the planet where the Jedi order originated on. So they have this rock and he can, you know, send his he uses Jedi, Cerebro. Jedi his by sp- signal of the universe, <laughs> his space to, email. Yeah. His space, <laughs> his, his force mail. Yeah. F yeah. mail. And you know, that's where Boba Fett says, 
you know, swears his version of a blood oath to the Mandalorian, to Jin, that he's going to help him get the kid back. That's where we get the Dark Troopers officially introduced, and we see them in action for the first time. They were awesome. Um, and we realize how tough they are. There's a scene in there that I don't know if you caught it, is a, I believe it's a direct ref, almost a scene for scene copy from the Magnificent Seven. Not being a film geek uh, here. I haven't watched that in the original in ages, so no. But I, when, I can I can see it for sure. When Boba Fett launches the missile and hits the Imperial transport and it goes down and Jin says, nice shot. And he says, I was aiming for the other one. There's a scene that's exact <laughs> that with two bad guys riding away. I can't yeah. remember who it is. It might be Charles Bronson shoots one of them, hits them. And I think it's Lee Marvin says, nice shot. And it's exactly the same thing. I aimed for the, I was aiming ah, for the other. I can see that because they definitely put, pulled a lot of Western uh, homages in this season, which is good. So yeah, I can see that happening. And then yeah, of course yeah, it was, it was almost, it was a star Wars direct homage copy from a great Western, which I thought was really neat. I didn't mm. pick that up myself. I'm not going to say I'm that much of a film geek. I saw it online. So I had to bring that up. But when I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that scene. And, and they finally and answered it. the question on whether or not Boba Fett was a Mandalorian, which was awesome. Yes. Yeah, and the answer is he is not his father. Yeah. Django was, but he gets to inherit Django's armor. And yeah, he has a blood right to the armor, even though he's not technically a Mandalorian. So, mm. and, so he got his armor also, back, and then the tragedy happened. And what was the tragedy, Aaron? The Razor Crest and blow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a couple. Well, Grogu gets gets kidnapped. Nah, uh, I don't think that was the tragedy. The, the Razor Crest gets the Razor Crest gets defeated. fucking obliterated <laughs> by by Moff Gideon. Holy shit! Which I think is amazing because this entire season that thing has been on its last legs since Episode Two, and I would love to see him get a new ship that didn't look like the uh, Firefly class ship there, the Serenity. So, yeah, but that was there, that there was goes your Lego. Set. Yeah, I was going to say, ironically enough, I got that Lego set for Christmas. I Did said, it come with a flamethrower or a sledgehammer? <laughs> no, but I, I, I just told the kids, I'm just, Daddy's just going to spill all the bags of pieces out on the table and leave it like that so that it's show accurate. We're Has not, somebody we're, done that yet? We're not, even, we're not even going to build it. We're just going to leave the pieces scattered around and maybe li uh, I have a little uh, silver spear, like a Beskar spear, and I'll just put that in the center of the pile. And there you go. The only thing that, the what the that survived was the Beskar spear. The Beskar spear was the only thing that was, yeah, right? And the ball. Beskar. Oh, the and the ball. Spear. Yeah, his ball. Yeah. Awesome. That, uh, that Lego set's going for like big bucks on Amazon now. I bet. Well, I, I got it. think it was it. a limited uh, release. It was my favorite Christmas present. Oh, that's nice. I wonder mm -hmm. if D-Rack got one. I don't know. I'd ask him, but he's not here. He's probably selling it as we speak. Probably. All right, so then we move on to, yeah, as you pointed out, the Dark Troopers captured Grogu, and now he is in the hands of Moff Gideon, who, by the way, Giancarlo Esposito is just such a great bad guy. He's such a nasty villain. He's so good. You just you love to hate him, don't you? Yeah, awesome. So good. What else so has he ever been in? Uh, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. Uh, He's been in a lot of shit, like yeah. a lot of early big, stuff. Big character uh, actor. Yeah. 
So nothing I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, nothing you'd ever seen like Breaking Bad, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Your phone is doing that thing again. Here we go again. I, you know, I'm only going to say it one more time. You should invest in a microphone and use a computer when you do this. Use a headset. Use a headset, yeah. <laughs> he insists on using his phone, and there's always an issue. It's probably like a, not even an iPhone. Yeah. No, I think he's got an iPhone. It's probably an iPhone 3. <laughs> 3GS? 3G, yeah. 3GS, yeah. I, uh, all I heard was, fuck you. I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to make you out, Chris. But uh, I think I think what Chris was saying is he's the best bad guy on TV, and I have to agree with him. Giancarlo Esposito is the man. Although I have been watching Cobra Kai season three, which we will get into, and I have to say there's another guy <laughs> who ranks up there as best bad guy on TV. So in that show. But anyway, fi- finishing up the Mandalorian. So then Mando has to rescue him, and he goes to enlist the help of our friend Bo Katan. And Sasha Banks. Oh yeah. <laughs> who is who is not Sabine Wren, but that's okay. Yes, thank God. We've got enough tie-ins to everything else in the animated. Yeah, let's uh, have some Star new Wars stuff. Universe. Right, right. Yeah, Bo Katan is enough. SmackDown champion. She's enough <laughs> of a uh, tie-in. So yeah, they show up and uh, her and Boba Fett and uh, trade some insults, which I enjoyed. I, I got a kick uh, out of I that. think it also answered one of the biggest questions about the Mandalorian and the fact that he doesn't take the helmet off because he's some crazy sect of Mandalorians yeah. that don't take their helmet off. That's right. Yeah, we went. O- we talked about that in one of our previous episodes. Yeah, we went over that. But yeah, so he gets Bo-Katan and tells her, yeah. I'm going after Gideon, and he's got the dark saber. So if you help me out, you can get it, get it back, and reclaim your right to the Mandalorian throne on Mandalore, and so on and so forth. So she agrees, and then we have like this really kick-ass, awesome infiltration of Moff Gideon's Star Destroyer. And Money, what would you think about this episode, this final episode, where they... Go to rescue I Grogu. I told you it was my favorite Star Wars ever. It was freaking awesome, man. I loved it so much. What Did you have like a wicked nerd boy boner when Ming-Na Wen and Gina Carano and Sasha It was Sasha like they a version of the Avengers. It, you know what I mean? Like the female Avengers. Like yeah, the four, yeah, the four like chicks the just Avengers. walking through the halls just... Yeah. Trouncing stormtroopers. Yeah, it was great. And you know how much I love Sasha Banks. Yes. And that goes without saying. Absolutely. So one of my favorite wrestlers of uh you know all time as a Mandalorian kicking ass. Oh my god. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. How hot was she? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, nerd boner. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was fantastic. Can you? I can't believe that she came from the WB and did such a good job on this show. I just want to point out Ming-Na Wen, who is a beautiful woman. She's 57 years old, by the way. Is no. she really? She's yeah. 57 years old. Oh, fuck. Right? 
<laughs> I had no what? idea. Now that is a woman who will probably never hit the wall. I mean, give nope. me a break. She well, look- come to think of it, she started out the first time I saw her was on ER back in the late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. And she was Mulan. Ah. You know. She was the voice was of Mulan. Who? She was the voice of Mulan in Mulan. You remember Mulan? Oh, okay. I never saw it. Yeah. No, oh, she's awesome, man. She's hot, and she's fifty-seven, and God bless, clean living. So I guess good. Yeah, I mean, if she can look that young at fifty-seven, I guess I can't complain about Bo-Katan not looking older. <laughs> you know what I mean? So hey, Kate, Tom, Katie Sackoff can get away with uh, being older and looking that good. Tom, before yeah. we get into the last episode, the episode in between, there's only two real, I think, important things that need to be. Yeah, I mean that was kind that. of a, that was kind of a filler episode with Bill Burr. As well, much as I enjoyed Bill Burr, he put on his Wikipedia page that his planet of origin is Space Boston. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That was, <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, I put it. Uh, I I posted that to our uh, to our Facebook page. The thing it says Planet of Origin, Space Boston. Yeah, that's canon. Which I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Now that's canon in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> and when they spring him from the from the planet or from the prison and he comes out and Boba Fett walks off slave one in a freshly painted coat of armor. Oh, that thank you. Exactly yeah. Like an action figure. Yeah. I, now I have to get two figures, a dirty Boba Fett and a clean Boba now, Fett. Now, see, I was waiting for when we were talking about the thing we liked the least about this season, that was going to be my thing, but you brought it up now, so we'll address it. <laughs> I am absolutely aggro. I I love that Boba Fett is back. I love that Boba Fett played such a big part in the last three episodes of the show. I am thoroughly perplexed and annoyed that he got freshly painted armor. I don't understand what the point of that was. The dude has been walking around the galaxy for how many years prior to this with that beat up, dinged up Mandalorian armor? And it was like almost like a, a I, I almost felt like he wanted it to look weathered and, and beat up because it was like a reminder of all that he's been through and he's battle worn and it makes him look tougher, I think. And then he gets a fresh coat of freaking he, he he takes a quick trip to uh, the, the paint place there. Uh, <laughs> Sherman, Sherman Williams to get a fresh coat of paint in between episodes six and seven. And, uh, yeah, I had a real problem with that. I don't understand the reason behind that. He just wants to look good. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. I loved that. How long has that armor been passed around amongst other people? I think it's his reclamation of the armor. Maybe when he got it, it looked brand new. And now, since other people have got it, it had been through the Sarlacc. Most of the paint had been chipped off of it. He's like, fuck that. It's come back. But he kept the dent. He kept the dent in the helmet. Yeah, I want to know what dented that helmet because Beskar is supposed to be like near invulnerable. What the hell dented yeah. it? <laughs> you know what I mean? I just like the fact that the paint job looks exactly like an original action figure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he looks fresh yeah, and clean. Close. He looks fresh and clean, no doubt. Yep, and uh, now I have to buy two. You know that's the <laughs> only reason they did that. Everybody said that. Yeah, <laughs> they can Which, sell another fine. action figure. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I'll buy two of each, probably. Yeah. Uh, have you guys addressed knee rockets yet? D- did anyone talk about the knee rockets on an earlier show? We that we finally got to see the knee no, rockets in action. No, no, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that was cool too. Uh, 
So now I think we need to move up to the last episode, to the season finale. Well, one thing I want to ask you, how do they keep getting this endless supply of jetpack rockets? Because Cobb Vanth, <laughs> Cobb Vanth used two in episode one, and then yeah. Boba Fett magically had one again in episode six, and he used it against the troop transport. And then he yeah. had another one in episode seven after he got his paint job. He got he had another rocket again. And I'm like, they're in the pack. They just they keep just reloading. keep popping up, kind of like those. Remember those little pencils? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you'd pull out oh, the, when the, the lead got low. You'd pull out. In. You'd pull it out, and then the next one would pop up, and it would be a fresh point. Amazon. Uh, yeah, yeah, he just called Space Amazon. Amazon, right, and got yeah. a fresh supply of rockets. Yeah, he's got a Prime uh, subscription, so when he uses one, <laughs> yeah. another one comes next day. He gets it next day, right? Yeah. Perfect. Why the hell not? All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I know it's nitpicky. It's just silly. I mean, it's just continuity. It's just a continuity thing with me. But, yeah, I don't know. The fresh paint armor on the armor kind of irked me. But I'll get over it because Boba Fett's awesome. What am I going to do? How can I stay mad at him? (laughs) (laughs) What I do like is how they've kind of made him this pseudo good guy now. Like, he's... We always thought of him as a bad guy because he was was the bounty hunter who captured Han and brought him to Jabba. But really... He's not motivated by evil. He's just, you know, he does what's best for Boba. And how are you going to be mad at the guy for that? He's all about money, money, money. You got to get that paper. That's yeah, you got to get paid. And there were two. Did you catch the two throwbacks to the prequel trilogy that he threw out there? Go ahead. Well, there was one where I can't remember what episode it was in, but. He he dropped the "I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe" line. Yeah, the same that his father said in episode. Chango said two. it. Yeah, yeah. And we had the sonic, the sonic depth charges. Yes, yes, those were great. Love that sound when it came out in. Uh, what was that? Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yep. Both yeah. Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it was Both nice. Yeah. It was nice to see Slave One in action again. That was awesome. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that he quoted verbatim from his father's line from Attack of the Clones, I thought was a was a nice tribute, nice throwback there. All right, well, we could talk about Boba Fett for an entire episode, but we're getting a little long in the tooth here. So let's get to the real important part of the Mandalorian finale, shall we? The so, last five minutes. The last five minutes. Who wants to talk about it first? <laughs> I thought it was the worst part of the whole scene. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. Tell us about the last five minutes of the Mandalorian. I managed to avoid spoilers as for did I. most of the stuff. I did see a few Ezra references from Rebels, and I'm like, oh, great. Who are they going to put at the end of this episode? Watched the whole thing, got to the last five minutes. I wasn't home. I was watching this on my phone at the doctor's waiting for an appointment, and I'm like watching this on a tiny screen. Oh, that's not doing it justice. This- yeah, it didn't do it any justice. I came home and watched it again, of course, when I got home. But I see the X-Wing. For something, for some reason, 2 and 2 didn't make 4 for me because they had showed X-Wings earlier in the season here and there. And I, you I, know, th- like and I it, think that was on purpose. I think they wanted was. to get you comfortable with X-Wings so that you didn't mm. think twice about it. Yeah, didn't think, think, think a single thing about it. And, you know, I love technology. I love the fact that when he pulls his hood down, it's fucking Luke Skywalker. And if people have a problem with de-aging or deep fakes or whatever, fuck you. Because if 12, if you told like 10, 12 year old me that someday they were going to be able to kind of recreate that look again, 
I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? That's amazing. Blew my mind. Totally blew my mind. Great scene. Perfect amount of dialogue from, you know, Mark Hamill to fill in the Luke. Perfect exchange. Good scene. Amazing. Anybody else want to add to that? I usually have been working Fridays, like day shifts, like, you know, six to three, seven to four, whatever. So I usually go dark on Friday. And I was mm. like on my lunch and I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to go on TikTok for like five, ten minutes. And sure enough, I got spoiled. Oh, man, come on. You know? And you know what it is, is that I was talking the people all day about it so you know tiktok and my phone were listening to me so they knew <laughs> that you knew that was going to happen because they listen to everything you talk about so when yeah. i went on, i was on tiktok and i saw the uh tie fighter coming in and i said oh what is this and then i saw the whole scene and the whole thing got spoiled for me so oh sorry man that sucks I dude i know but it was still awesome you know yeah it was and um, I agree with Aaron. Anyone that says that he didn't look good, go fucking fuck yourself. I mean, <laughs> look. I mean, you, come on. The, you, People are just going to bitch to bitch. You it's know? a TV show. It's not okay. a movie. It's a TV show. Thir it looked great. 30-year-old Mark Hamill ain't walking through that door, folks. Exactly. I, for what it yeah, was, they did the best they could for what they had. I thought it was great. People were pissed that it wasn't Sebastian Stan. And oh, I'm like, come on. Come on. Listen, I think that was the best one of these aged, aging, aging CGI face capture things. I think that's the best one they've done. I think it looked better than Princess Leia in Rogue One, which I thought was pretty good. Tom, I can't hear him at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, we're gonna need. Like, we're gonna need. Like, like you said, he's in the Sarlacc pit. We're, <laughs> we're gonna need Lucasfilm to use their technology and wizardry to uh, retrieve Chris Todd's audio for that. Uh, so we, we need to de-age his audio. De-age his audio because we don't know what the fuck he just said. <laughs> something about he thought it was the best uh, de-aging. I, I heard him say something about he thinks that's the best de-aging he's seen. I would I would argue the best de aging I've seen was Michael Douglas in was it Ant Man? There was a yeah. scene in the beginning where he talks to Howard Stark, and they de aged him in that scene, and it was uncanny, man. It looked like Michael Douglas from thirty five years ago. It was crazy. That's um, funny because you hate those Ant Man movies. I don't hate them. Stop oh. saying I hate them. I don't hate them. I just think of all the Marvel movies, they're the weakest of the links of the bunch. Compared to Hulk? I like the Hulk. I mean, I did too, but I, okay. But anyway. Yeah, Chris, I don't know what's going on with your microphone, bud, but... You there? Yeah, can you hear me? Now, yeah, okay, now that's better. Okay. What I was trying to say... Was that I thought that, that was probably the best in the Star Wars movies that they've done as far as the de aging goes. So do you like that better than the than Tarkin in Rogue One? I think it was a little better, but then again, Tarkin was in it a lot more. Right. Than Luke was, but I mean, going back a little bit, cinematically, I thought the way they filmed it was great because, like you you said, you see the X wing, but the X wing wasn't black and white, so you couldn't see any of the markings on it. Right. To not 
So you could say, hey, that's Luke's X-Wing. It was in black and white. You only saw it for two or three seconds. And, you know, you get that great snide, great one X-Wing. It's like, and at that point, you're like, oh, could it be? Could it be? And then you see the hooded figure and you're like, oh, it could be. I knew it was him as soon as I saw the black glove. Yeah, you know what? I didn't pick up on that at first either. I did. Um, yeah, I didn't pick up I on saw that. The, my, I saw the green push. lightsaber and the black glove, and I said, it's on like Donkey Kong, motherfucker. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I would have got to that if you would have let me finish my goddamn sentence. Go ahead. We can't hear you. Yeah, right? I was afraid you'd cut out again in the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you already finished my thought, so what's the point? Okay. No, but I tell us how you feel about it. Built it, up to, built it up slowly to the point where you didn't just see it was Luke Skywalker. You just saw it was an X-Wing. And then you saw the black robe. And then you saw the black glove. And then the green lightsaber. And at that point, until you saw his face, you were pretty sure you knew who it was. But it still didn't take away from that revelation when he pulled the pulled the uh, hood back when he finally gets into the bridge of the ship. Which is actually where the only, the only criticism I have of the episode is nobody bothered to say who the fuck are you. Right. They just said, oh, you're a Jedi. Here, take this little infant that we've been guarding with our lives and have crossed the galaxy to defend. Who the, Who are you? Can we get a name here? Maybe a, maybe an in-case-of-emergency phone number? Um, <laughs> I, think that, I think that the Mandalorian did know that it was him, though, because all the others were, were freaking out, though. They were like, no, we're, you know, who the fuck are you? And he's just like, no, 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 lower your weapons. And then he just knew that it was a Jedi. They watched this person single-handedly kill all these battle droids. It's got to be a fucking Jedi, you know? Well, yeah, they know it's a Jedi, but nobody bothers to say, just ask him what his name is. I mean, uh-huh. I would think Cara Dune, being a former rebel, would have had an idea because Luke wasn't exactly, it wasn't a secret that he blew up the Death Star. Yeah, he was pretty he was, famous, right? He was true. pretty famous. Yeah. But you think at least one person could have said under their breath, it's Luke Skywalker or something, <laughs> you know, just to just to that effect to say that we know who this guy is. Right. And yeah. it just gives okay, this guy can take Grogu and we're and he's safe <laughs> with him. All right. So yeah. now here's here's my big question. I know I already know money's not gonna have a problem with this, but I want to know what you two think. Uh-huh. It was awesome that they reveal Luke as the Jedi who's gonna train Grogu and took Grogu. Mm-hmm. Was it over the top to have R two D two show up at the last minute? <laughs> because a little bit. I think that oh, was. Uh, I mean, I get it. I get it. it yeah. You never. I mean, look, who's ever unhappy to see R two D two? R two D two is the best. And yeah. he's always with, he's always with Luke. He so. is, but it was kind of an unnecessary. Like, why? Why? Why did R two leave the X wing? Why didn't he just stay there and wait for him? What was he doing? You know yeah. what I mean? That so, was a little bit crazy pants. But it was great seeing him, and it was his reaction to Grogu, Baby Yoda, was pretty awesome. So we got yeah. that. That was good. Now, did you guys see no, the comparison? Did you see the comparison videos of Vader in Rogue One slashing up yeah. all the Rebel Troopers and oh, yeah. and Luke yeah. slashing up the Dark Troopers? I thought that was pretty yeah. awesome. There was a lot of comparison to that. Oh, I figured that out as soon as as soon as I saw it. I knew that that's what they were going for, which I thought was great. Like but father, also, like son. Like, does this mean Luke 
Luke's going to the dark side? I'm like, no, they're droids. He can do whatever the fuck he wants to droids. That's right. Yeah. And I love how he killed the final droid. He crushed it with his with the force with his <laughs> fist. That was amazing. Yep. Oh man. We finally got to see Luke Skywalker just unleash and, and be powerful. That's what we were waiting for in the sequel movies, JJ Abrams and Ryan Johnson. That's what you didn't give us. That's what we wanted. Kick, kick some ass. It took John Favreau to give it to us. What the fuck? Yeah. God bless John Favreau. Seriously. Um, I am doing, since I have HBO Max now, I'm doing a rewatch of uh, The Sopranos. And John Favreau showed up as John Favreau in an episode of The Sopranos in season two. No kidding. And it's pretty fucking hilarious because it's kind of right after he did Swingers. Yeah, like really young John Favreau, not even like uh, Happy Hogan, you know, John Favreau, like really, this is, we're talking 2000, oh, 2001. Wow. Yeah. And I forgot, I, this is like my third rewatch of The Sopranos, but I do it maybe every four or five years. So I'm going like, oh, they mentioned John Favreau. Oh my God, he's actually in this episode. And he's in, <laughs> he's in it a lot. It's not like he's like in two scenes he's in like four or five scenes did he direct the episode or uh, what'd you say did he direct that episode uh you know what i'd have to go back and look if he did because i know they had a lot of guest directors and by this time season two that you know sopranos was, it was hot huge shit. right yeah. so yeah I, I wonder if he did but it was really funny that he showed up and i'm like holy fuck yeah that is crazy uh, but he's so the man not... he can do no wrong man he is the man yeah it's a, it's a good time. And we got the final reveal at the after credits of The Mandalorian. What do we have to look forward to next Christmas, Jay Money? We have the book of Boba Fett. Fuck yeah. Holy cow, was that awesome. It I love awesome. when he just he came in and he saw Bib Fortuna. By the way, just, how awesome was it that Bib Fortuna got all big and fat and he's was all like big the, and fat. He's like the new just, Jabba. He's trying yeah, he's trying to like plead his case and Boba Fett's like fuck you dude he just shoots him right uh, you left me for dead in the Sarlacc fuck you yeah it was so awesome he's just like I don't want to listen to your bullshit and he just shoots him and that's that and now it he's so and now awesome. he's gonna take over the he's gonna uh, be the new crime boss on Tatooine whoop whoop uh, when, he, when he took the staff and he crashed on the ground <laughs> and the chick took the blue uh, booze and just started drinking it holy crap that was my fucking favorite thing ever. <laughs> that was a very much King Conan moment for yeah. me. Yep. Like, yeah. Or, yeah, at the end of uh, whatever, where he's on the throne. Yeah, yep. it's good times. Just shoot him. Don't he didn't even say anything. He's face. like, fuck you. Just shot his yeah, ass. Exactly. Just shut up, you stupid idiot, you fat asshole. It was pretty awesome, yeah. too, because you always wondered what happened to Bib Fortuna. Now you know. Now yeah, we know. <laughs> I like how they, they uh, freed the slave girl, too. So. Yeah. 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 And that goes into what Tom was saying earlier about how Boba Fett's kind of a good guy now. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I just I hope waiting, the book... I, I was the waiting book... for the Sarlacc, someone to get dropped down. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, don't drop him down. Don't drop him down, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that, oh, too. Oh, you mean the, ra no. the Rancor? Yeah, yeah the Rancor. Yeah, the Rancor, Sarlacc. Sorry. Well, the Rancor's dead. Luke killed the Rancor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's true. been like 30 years. So yeah, they could have got a new one. A new one. Might, yeah. So, yeah. You take a new one up to Daphne Mary. That was pretty amazing. I, I really hope this book of Boba Fett has a flashback episode where they explain how he got out of the Sarlacc. That's really what I want to know about. Me too. Yeah, I want to know that. 
story. I bet you it'll be uh, the like beginning credit scene of episode one. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, maybe he'll have like so a maybe he'll have like a fee. Well, what do you call it? A spice stream. Maybe he'll have a yeah. spice stream, and and we'll get it in a, like a spice stream flashback, and then he wakes up in a cold sweat. Yeah, with the mm-hmm. Spice Girls in Spice World. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. So that's Mandalorian season two. Everybody looking forward to the third season. Obviously, they're going to go back to Mandalore, and they're going to have to address the fact that Din Djarin now has the Darksaber, and Bo-Katan wants it. And I guess the only way she can get it from him is if they battle, right? Do you want to talk no, about I... how he showed yeah. his head? Oh yeah, he showed his face. We said, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, I thought that was good. Even though he had done it already this season, he hadn't showed it to Grogu yet. Yeah, it was very so, appropriate. That's how he said goodbye. You know, let him touch his face. And hopefully now that means he's not going to stick to that stupid creed, and he'll be able to take his helmet off more regularly in the future seasons. You know. Yeah, I remember that that's nice. what uh, Pedro Pascual he had wanted. Remember? Right. Well, yeah. yeah. It, that's he the other thing. I, to show his face more. So I wanted he got to, what he wanted. I wanted to ask you, Money. You said you read all yep. these spoilers. Like, remember we discussed in the last uh, when we went over episode one a few episodes ago, and you said you had read all these spoilers, and you know it it didn't bode well for Pedro Pascal, but it ended fine. I'm just wondering what the spoilers were that you read that weren't good. Well, the spoilers were that at the beginning, at the middle of the season. The whole tone was going to change, which kind of is what happened. If you think about it, the last few episodes, they featured Boba Fett and Ahsoka. Yeah, but he was still there. I mean, they didn't wipe, yeah, they didn't kill him not off. As much. You made it seem like they were going to kill his character off and replace him. I know. And then the other big thing was that he wanted to show his face more, and that happened. So yep, that kind of came it. true. Right. Yeah. So he kind of got what he wanted. Right, right. I loved, uh, just as a quick aside, I loved Moff Gideon's reaction when he realized it was Luke Skywalker coming to rescue them. So he knew who he was. Oh, he fucking knew. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The whole thing was just fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. I can't say enough about it. It's probably my favorite thing of 2020. Yeah, it it was good. All right. Well, do we have enough time to give a quick review of Wonder Woman 1984? What do you? I I didn't see it, but I know you guys did. Did you want to uh, talk about? Give it? a quick one. It stinks. Okay. <laughs> well, don't hold back, Aaron. <laughs> uh, there was just so much wrong with it. It was it was so bad. Now, were you just... were you a fan of the first one? I thought it was decent. Out of all the offerings from DC, I thought it might have had the best beginning, middle, and end, you know? Not to say that it was good. I thought it was decent, but not the best. So when there were rumblings started even a couple weeks ago that this one was coming up short, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, it uh, it just, it was, it was a real letdown. It, it felt a little rushed. It felt disjointed. It was two and a half hours long. And when I say mm. rushed but long, I mean a lot of the effects were poorly done like wonder woman and anytime there was superpowers on the screen they had no physics no weight to them like she could jump and even when she ran she looked like the 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 cgi looked off whenever she landed she had no weight 
she just kind of like would jump from you know a thousand feet and land and it would just be like Look, like a know? soft landing yeah, yeah. like exactly so it, it was just rough shot all around Pedro I, heard, Pascal, I heard i heard she was using her lasso like spider-man web webbing and shit too okay i gotta say the lasso is one of my favorite things about the the, the cgi on that in the last movie in this movie <laughs> I didn't care she was lassoing lightning. I didn't care she was lassoing buildings or whatever. That worked into it really well. Also, Chris Pine. This should have been Wonder Woman 2. Chris Pine is the best thing about this movie. Really? Because he was. His character, uh, Steve Trevor, the best thing about this movie. He had the best humor, the best line, best kind of fish out of water stuff. He made the movie for me. How the hell did they explain him coming back to life? Didn't he blow up in a plane in the first movie? Yeah. Uh, for super spoilers, there's a wish stone and she wishes him back and he comes back. That's some bullshit. And he doesn't stay around, uh, unfortunately, even though it's the best thing in the movie. Uh, but he does come back through magical means, which works and doesn't work it's an easy cop-out but it's a cop-out that has weight to it and does make the movie have a little bit more impact and i I did feel bad at that point when in time when he had to leave the movie there was uh some controversy i guess because someone said when he comes back he takes over like quantum leap style like he takes over another guy's body or something yeah it's really stupid uh, yeah, it was kind of stupid. It, it was one way of making it happen, but it, I turned to my girlfriend and said, oh, this is like Quantum Leap, because she she's never seen Quantum Leap. And I was just explaining what it was to her uh, a couple months ago. And I'm like, hey, this is, this is Quantum Leap. When he looks in the mirror, he can see Sam Beckett, you know? So yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was, it was a big letdown. And, and they're going to make a third one. And hopefully, you know, and I know that times were weird with COVID and shit. Hopefully they'll have a little bit more time to like put everything right and make a, a good bookend to the trilogy. How did and they're, and they're fast tracking the third one? So is uh, the director is she not going to do the Star Wars movie now? Is she yeah, going she... right on to Wonder Woman? Four? Oh, oh, Patty Jenkins is going to direct a movie Rogue a Squadron. Week. Yeah, she's doing Rogue <laughs> Squadron, <laughs> which she wants Chris Pine for, by the way. Supposedly That's cool. rumors are. I'm all right with yeah. that. I like Chris Pine. I'm a Chris Pine fan. Uh, so yeah. my next question is, how did Pedro Pascal do? Because he wasn't he Max Lord? Really good. I, I think he did good, but he was, it, once again, the movie was two and a half hours long. I feel like they could have tightened up the character. They did do a little bit of disservice to, like, the comic book Max Lord. Well, I heard still, the he, biggest complaint I've heard from people is that, that they had Max Lord and Cheetah, and they should have focused on one villain. Yeah, they, they did kind of, you know, have to focus on one other a little bit more than the other at times and yeah it was it was a mess <laughs> it's a mess I, th- I thought it was okay i gave it a three out of five stars at i least, agree with Aaron. at least she's at least she's hot right money yeah she was hot cheetah was hot but at the end i don't understand why she turned into a cheetah they never explained that at all <laughs> yeah really and no never what? she yeah. her wish was to be like diana Diana is not a cheetah. To be an Amazon? Yeah. But yeah. explain this to me, Jemoni. How did she had made a wish to be, be like Diana, yeah. but then she got another wish to be an apex predator. That's the one that turned her into the cheetah, but I didn't think you could make more than one wish. Neither did I. And so I that was a little bit, when I, I, 
I turned to my girl because we watched it. She wanted to watch it. We and I did too, but I ended up getting HBO Max for that. And I turned to her and I'm like, she just made another wish. She's not supposed to be able to make two wishes, but I guess she did. Eh, fast and loose, you know. Yeah, they don't. Th- and that's the problem with these movies. They don't always <laughs> follow their own rules. And and all I kept saying was like, oh, the Mandalorian doesn't have his helmet on in this movie. <laughs> uh, well, you do get. Uh, Tom, you do get the origins of the invisible jet in this movie. Really? That was stupid. It was a little stupid, but it was good that the, the, the jet was there. Yeah. So apparently, and I haven't seen the first Wonder Woman since it came out. Uh, Diana's dad made the whole island of Themyscira be invisible. Right. So since she has some goddess powers in her, she was able to transfer. They steal a jet at one point in the movie and Steve flies it. She's able to turn the jet invisible so they can escape from the Air Force base. Perfect. And, yeah, you, it, it was it was super corny, but yet super a nice nod. Fancer. Yeah, it was a know, nice nod. So, yeah. Well, okay. The, the invisible jet had to come into this at some point. But yeah. that was one of the scenes in the movie. Okay, let's start off with the fact that the timing was so god awful. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I mean, it took better than an hour before anything of interest really happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it started to build any momentum. And by that I, point, I liked the first scene in the mall. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. but then after that, nothing happened nothing. For, almost, for almost an hour. And then it then we get to the invisible jet scene, and we have Steve Trevor, who, when last we saw him, was blowing up in a Zeppelin in World War II, who all of a sudden can fly a modern fighter jet. That <laughs> I thought that was a little... kept in a museum that just happens to be gassed up and ready to go on a runway. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, if you're not even going to try people, don't don't even put the effort in, because this is such bullshit. Hey, that it suspend, makes Chris, than, suspend your disbelief. It's, yeah. a, it's a comic it book movie. It's funny, because I had to pick and choose when I had to suspend Stop with Campbell. <laughs> You know what I got to say, though, Tom? Um, I know I've seen online some people have had issues, but the 4K stream for me was fucking fantastic. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God, did it look good. That whole first scene in the mall, which was in IMAX, so it took up your whole screen. Holy cow, it was awesome. It was a pretty movie. Uh, Although, once again, it suffered from when she was fighting Cheetah. With all DC movies, they take place in some weird, muddy, like dark gray background at night, and that's exactly where this fight took place. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Cheetah was wasted. That whole character was just was just totally wasted. In this she movie. should have been so much hotter. How was yeah? How was Kristen Wiig as Cheetah? Was she all right? Uh, she was just so irrelevant. They she's just... su- she's such a she's yeah. such a like comedic actress. I just I thought that was such a miscasting. No, they just made her so irrelevant, and they just yeah. they didn't make use of her. Yeah, they really didn't. They 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 tried to play it up like the typical like glow up nerd, you know, becomes yeah. a villain like they do, you know, with just about every in Marvel villain. Oh, like they did whatever, in like Spider Man Two with Electro. Yeah, and like yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, and like uh, what's his name from uh, Iron Man Three? So it, it, it just. It, Played into that, and it was like, uh, okay, here we go again. But like, like Jay Money said, it was so she was so underused, right. and it would have been better if they just focused on her. Like a two and a half hour movie, they could have cut an hour out, trimmed it down, 
and set up a Max Warlord thing and had Cheetah be the the villain, you know, and just focused on her, and it would have been a whole lot better. Right. And could you have had the movie without Steve Trevor coming back? Because that seems kind of pointless, especially since he didn't stay. Yeah. You you could have, especially since he, he provided the, the comic relief. They could have probably focused a little bit more on Kristen Wiig being, a you know, more comedic elements with her, and then cut out, you know, Chris Pine, and then maybe bring him back in the next one with some sort of, you know, like, now he's he's been used. If you bring it back for the third one, it's going to have zero impact, right. you know? Yeah, it's going to seem mean, weird. It had been, what, 50 years since the first movie? I mean, yeah. she couldn't get a new boyfriend? I mean, come on. She just has to walk outside and look around, you know? <laughs> well, that was her one and only love. She couldn't uh, love him. And the other thing that I'll... Um, I'll bitch about was um, you've seen Bumblebee, you've seen Captain Marvel. There was no soundtrack in this at all. Really? Oh, so well, Hans Zimmer did it, but yeah, it was very. Uh, there was one scene where they first show up, or well, when uh, Cheetah has her kind of glow up, and they go to the this tech party, and uh, there's like a some t- generic techno song playing in the background. It could have been like Depeche Mode, New Order right, kind of thing, right. you know. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, didn't didn't have a lot. Hans Zimmer did some. How do you have a movie you, called Wonder Woman 1984 and you don't feature any music from that era? That's my point exactly. Where was the Go Go's? Where were the Bangles? You know, mm. where yeah. was uh, Molly Crew? Weird. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. Warner Brothers. You tell me that they couldn't get the uh, music you know, rights. They right. couldn't throw. They couldn't throw the Go Go's like twenty bucks and <laughs> one of their songs <laughs> in it. I mean, yeah. God. For a movie set in 1984, it didn't have an 80s vibe to it. Wow. The first scene oh. in the mall, yeah. was, you you saw Walden Books in the background. You saw this good. store, and that was cool. But then after that, I don't know. what. I, I guess they don't have cell phones. But other than that, I don't know when it took place. Yeah, it could have been any time. Yeah, I mean, wow. Bumblebee and Captain Marvel had fantastic uh, of their era soundtracks. Right. I mean, there was one scene in an arcade that it was like, okay, that's probably in the 80s. But other than that, come on, yeah, man. Yeah. Give it, well, somebody give had a problem with that because they said one of the video games in the arcade didn't get released till oh. 1987. And this was supposed yeah, to take place in 84. Lot, but it was just, <laughs> it just didn't have, aside from maybe the, the costumes and the clothes, it didn't, it didn't feel like it was set in the 80s. Right. Yeah. Right. There was a little, uh, it, a little scene with Steve when he's trying on different outfits from, you know, from the eighties and that was cute, but that's it. Like, yeah, there was, it, and her armor was very spangly, shiny eighties. What was up with the golden angel wing bullshit? What was going on with that? Uh, she, there was some power armor that some old Amazonian had when the, when the men came to like kill all the Amazons and she, which we'd find out later on is Linda Carter's character. She held off all the hordes of men in that armor. And then apparently they had recovered it and Diana had it. So. All right. Well, you just gave away the end credit scene. So talk about that. What? (laughs) (laughs) That was very subtle. Oh yeah. Sorry about that. No, that's Um, fine. It was good and bad. I thought that it was a nice nod to the whole series to put her in. um, Because when you see this character fighting in the past, you only see part of her eye and part of her face. So it was a good, you know, a really good allusion to like, 
hide who the character is. And then at the end, she turns around and it's Linda Carter. And it's just like she's walking on the street. Something's going to fall on this kid. She pushes it away. This Scottish or Irish woman runs up to her and in a heavy accent, you know, is like, thank you. And then Linda Carter has this weird voiceover thing where it, it she's talking, but the voice doesn't match up, it seems. And the accent's weird, huh. but it's Linda Carter and she looks great. Right. <laughs> it's just was really weird. And of course, unless if you've lived under a rock and you don't know, Linda Carter was the original Wonder Woman on TV in the 70s. Not I didn't nation. know that. Well, no, I'm telling not, the knothead. Some of them are real young that oh, are listening true, yeah. and they may not know who Linda Carter is. Linda Carter is the one true and original Wonder Woman. And yeah. uh, man, she looks great in that costume, didn't she, boys? Yeah, back in the day, I didn't think she looked that great in this movie, though. All right. Well, you know, Aaron. Aaron said she looked okay. I thought she just looked yeah. way to makeup and CGI. Yeah, they they probably did do a little bit of the airbrushing on her face, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess on her voice too. You know, I'm like, oh, ah, come on. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know if that was really her. It might have just all been CGI. <laughs> it was Mark Hamill. That's um, right. He showed it up. Was Gary, it was Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Listen, they didn't use an airbrush. They used a spray gun. There you yeah. go. Yeah. All right, so basically, from what I'm hearing, listening to all three of you, it's a pass. I don't need to waste my time no. or money on this Okay, movie. let me put it to you this way, Tom. In a year or two, if it's on TV and you got the kids around, just throw it on in the background and watch parts of it. Okay. You know, it's it's that. It's not like, yeah, you don't have to go see it right away, for sure. All right, fair enough. I agree 100% with Aaron. Yeah. So. Well, I'm just happy I didn't have to see it in the movie theater. Right. That was my original watch party was going to be Wonder Woman. Oh, man. Christ, it wasn't. I know. <laughs> when I found out how long it was, I was like, no, uh, the kids aren't going to want to sit through this. No. Yeah. It, was easy, 40, it was 45 minutes longer than it needed to be. Right. At least. I, I'm so glad I did Christmas Vacation instead. So am I. All right. Well, I think we got a full episode, so why don't we wrap up with some recommendations We'll go with our guest first, Mr. Aaron Wood. What would you recommend to Knot Nation and all the Knotheads out there in 2020? Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know. I'm caught up on all my shows right now, so I really don't have anything to uh, to recommend. Uh, go watch The Sopranos again. There you go. Revisit The Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. That's a great Revisit show. Revisit The Sopranos. A lot of it's uh, really dated, but it, it's still really, really good television. It's good writing, writing. good, good yeah. dialogue, good acting. That's all that matters. Yeah. How about okay. you, Jay Money? What do you want to recommend to Not Nation? Uh, the Mandalorian uh, on Disney Gallery, season two. Oh, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Behind-the-scenes, yeah. Scenes, yeah. Oh, it's pretty awesome. Good one, good one. Yeah, that was really awesome. I just watched it today, actually, for the first time. Cool. So check that out. Um, other than that, like I said, the streaming quality on HBO Max is fucking awesome. <laughs> if there's just something on there I want to watch. you know. There you go. I think I'm going to finally watch that Joker movie. I've still never seen that. Oh, I finally watched oh. that. It was good. Well, oh, I thought, what did you say, Chris? Chris? I said the, the Joker, when I, when I watched it, you know, must have been back in February. It was awful. Oh, you didn't like it? I, I, I cannot figure out why people liked it so much. It was entirely predictable. It had nothing to do with the Joker other than being set in Gotham city. Well, that's it why I liked it. No, no, no. I liked it. I treated it like an Elseworlds, like a, like a, like a Marvel. What if story. Yeah. 
And just, if you if you if you leave it on its own as a standalone movie, he was a really interesting character, Arthur Fleck. No, I've seen, but I've seen ten other movies just like it. Yeah, yeah so they already made that movie. It's called Taxi Driver. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, or Falling Down, or I liked it. I, 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 don't know. I like it for the actor to do, you know, like he's like, I want to make something that's more of an art house piece with the Joker and Hollywood's like, go for it, you know, and it just found its audience and made a lot of I thought it worked. And, <sighs> and enough with superheroes and bad guys with mommy issues, please. I, I thought it oh, worked. Uh, thought it worked. I liked it. Wow. OK, so that was what I was going to. Well, probably watch while watch I have it. each. Go ahead, match. go yeah, ahead, money. Watch it. You'll you'll probably like it. Give it a watch. Yeah, cool. Yeah. How about you, Christopher Todd? What would you like to recommend or not recommend to Not Nation? Uh, I will recommend episode. I mean, season five of The Expanse on Amazon Prime. Probably one of probably the best science fiction show people aren't watching, which they should be. You're mm-hmm. right because it's it's a bad show. <laughs> I feel bad for you about shot down all your recommendations. <laughs> I tried, man. I tried watching that show so bad. I wanted to like it. I could not. Tell me it gets better. I'll give it another try. No, it gets it gets a lot better. I've always I thought it was good from the beginning. It took a, a few episodes to get moving in the first season. Yeah. It's uh I watched the first you, three of season one it. and it didn't catch me either. I didn't yeah, it didn't hook me. Yeah, I've tried watching the first three episodes twice so far, and it just couldn't do it. I've, I have a buddy, though, that is he you know actually what? works I, for NASA. I think I don't. He loves that show. I don't like well, the, I think part so, of the problem is I don't like the characters. Uh, None yeah. of the characters, I, I had no connection to any of the characters. I did not. All the main characters, none of them. I didn't care about any of them. Yeah, and it does suffer from that a little bit. Yeah. But it is a popular show, so I think it's a good recommendation. So, well, well there's I, that. And if anybody's curious or wants to, this week on whichever channel you watch Jeopardy on, they're they're airing the last five episodes hosted by Alex Trebek, oh, who man, is, right. well, is a treasure. Well, unfortunately, by the time I edit and drop this episode, that will have already happened. So don't bother well, recommending. Get, get this out by tomorrow morning, okay? Yeah, that'll so happen. Can, if they haven't seen it. Hopefully you got to say goodbye to probably the greatest game show host of our lifetime. Here, here. Mm. Well, I will recommend Cobra Kai season three, which dropped on Netflix on New Year's Day. That was a very happy New Year present and a great way to start off 2021. I was a big fan of the last two seasons. I caught up and binged them on Netflix and I was eagerly awaiting season three. And I have since watched the entire thing and i will tell you it lived up to the hype i won't spoil any of it because i know some of you haven't finished it yet i know aaron's only on uh episode three yep but i will tell you so far so good right aaron oh it's it is very very good and uh yeah i don't know i don't know if you could call it good i think it's either the best worst show on tv or the worst good show on tv oh it's so cheesy yeah it's so cheesy oh it's why you want the one thing i have about i'm not going to spoil anything but about halfway through i'm like this works a lot better as a movie than a tv show because once you stretch this out into a tv show it gets so fucking cheesy 
And the karate fights, if they actually connected with this many hits, all these kids would be in the hospital. They would. <laughs> You're right. One of my buddies is a writer on the show, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, Michael Jonathan Smith. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'll tell you, they you can tell that the writers love the Karate Kid and they love all the lore because, man, they there's some deep dives. There are some oh, deep God. dives and uh, some real great nods and homages. And I will say, I, I alluded to it earlier when we were talking about great villains and Martin Cove as oh, yeah. John, Kreese, John Kreese, the original sensei of Cobra Kai he comes back in season two and he's uh he's in this season as well that guy is a great villain what a great character uh you just you love to hate him and just when you think he's redeemable he's gonna do something good he turns around and does the exact opposite he's such a such a snake literally you know he's so great but yeah time has made him look actually more like a villain. Yeah, he's, he's like great. A, he's a worse villain. Yeah, he's awesome. So I recommend Cobra Kai on Netflix. Season three is out now, and it's great. And mm. uh, probably discuss it in greater detail once everybody sees the whole thing because it has quite the uh, cliffhanging ending. It's pretty awesome. Love it. Yeah, for season four, so which has already been confirmed. And there are some great cameos coming up, Aaron. You're going to really enjoy. I'm going to probably finish up the series tonight. So perfect. All right, boys. Well, that's it. That's all I got. Aaron, thanks again for joining us. And always uh, a pleasure. Happy New Year. Hopefully, 2021 treats everyone better than 2020 did. Um, I'd like to say it can't be any worse, but I'm afraid to say (laughs) that because you never know. (laughs) But uh, until next time, Not Nation, on behalf of my magical and mental co hosts, Mr. Christopher Todd. Not Nation, just remember the best safe word is meatloaf because that means that you will do anything for love, but you won't do that. That's right. How long did it take you to come up with that one? Yeah, I saw it online today. Fair enough. Uh, and the man who brings the money, Mr. J Money. Bye bye. <laughs> Short and sweet today, huh? I got nothing else to say. All right, fair enough. And of course, Aaron Wood. A pleasure as always, guys. My name is Tom Van Zandt. Until next time, bye bye. Bye bye. They just slid them in when I least expected it. <laughs>